You're listening to episode 131 of the Geeks of the Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. <laughs> and LJ Lowry. Yo, what's up? Shelly had a lot going on today. I, think we I don't are. know at what point she was like, I need to take the day. But she was trying really hard and we were finally like, no, just stay home. I'm like yeah. testing for a blue belt and Gojiru karate <laughs> and got to learn to throw that fireball right. I mean. Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great podcast for you today. We'll be talking about some Battlefield news. If there is too much Star Wars going on in the world right now. And Amazon picking up a show that I really wanted to pick up, and I felt kind of guilty because I wasn't watching it, and then it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> First special shout out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Uh Brian Str- Strother? We have another new one. Str- Strother, you said, right? Yes. Brian, if you're Brian, listening. Brian, please correct us if we're wrong. Please. School me. I would have called you Brian Strother. Until you let me know I'm wrong. Oh, it's not uh, a and U. Jordan it's an O. It, it is Struther. But like brother is what I'm thinking. Oh. I don't know. You, you can tell me I'm wrong. I got someone's name wrong last week. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, we'll be talking about that. Oh, also. I forgot. What I'm, I'm messing up. I've, it's been a day, guys. I'm just going to let you know right now. Uh, we'll also be talking about uh, indie games that we recommend that are upcoming. Probably going to be talking about a few of our favorites as well. And our favorite <laughs> captain in games, books, movies, shows, etc. I think the reason we're doing that is because it is Memorial Day. I hope you guys all had a great Memorial Day. But yeah, what are you guys What are you guys playing? What are you guys doing in the video game world? Go for it, LJ. Okay, <clears throat> so I've had a little bit going. Um... So I'm also I'm reviewing a game that I definitely cannot talk about yet, um, embargoed, huh? um, which is cool. So um, that'll be out soon. Um, the games I am playing on the side though are uh, I've been playing a lot of a lot of Yakuza Kiwami, and that is a long running series uh, since the PS2 Yakuza has been coming out. It's like about yeah. it's about mob like mob families and stuff, but it's like a it's like a free roam kind of game, but it's like it's not like GTA. Like you can't like drive cars or anything like that. It's more like the streets of like uh, I forget the exact city, but it's like you know Tokyo kind of stuff. Uh, like that's like, a sweet, like, sweet beat 'em up action. Yeah, like um, sitting like Shibuya and stuff. But it's got a lot of good uh, beat 'em up action. I mean, you do they use, use fictional towns or no? Real town no, towns? they're actual towns um, in huh. in Japan. Um, I wonder what the Yakuza think of those games. Well, it's not like... They are probably the ones that caused them to come into existence, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That could be. Um, y- They're like, hey, write a game about us. <laughs> the Yakuza is a very general term. Like, there are all, like, these different mob families, which is kind of what's intriguing me as I go through the game. There's, all, yeah. all, like, there's like, you know, all these power struggles for these different, like, families and stuff. And the basic plot, and this is the f- remake of the first game. So you're this guy named Kiryu. Uh, he gets framed for this thing, um, ends up going to prison for 10 years, and he comes out and things are different. Like, even people he's close to or, or have passed away, uh, certain people that he's that he was close with have, like, ranked up as well. And so it's about him stepping into this world that he, realize, he realizes he knows nothing about, and all the 
drama and thrills of, of that power struggle continue to to plague him basically um but it's a lot of fun like i'm i'm really digging the story and i i will probably play uh, there's a prequel out called zero and then yakuza 6 just came out as well so i'm gonna start with i'm gonna go play zero and then if I really get into it, I'll play the other games. But <laughs> that's as far as I'm going right now. Didn't okay. they announce that 3, 4, and 5 would be coming out like this summer or something? Yeah, that's in Japan. Um, oh, okay. But from what I hear, um, and I think even Kiwami 2, the remake for 2, is coming out to the U.S. pretty soon. But as far as what I've been told is that Kiwami and Yakuza 0 are, and Yakuza 6 are definitely like the best ones to play right now. And so, okay. if I don't get burned out, I'm definitely going to continue to play those. Um, so, I've been really enjoying those. And then, uh, we'll get into some more Battlefield talk later, but I started getting back into Battlefield 1 um, due to all the Battlefield news. And it's one of those games I've been playing off and on for the last couple years. It's like, I've barely even played Call of Duty World War Two. I maybe played it the first week it came out or two and haven't touched it since then. But this game has just been so good. Like I've been playing it. It came out in 2016, and I've been playing it off and on since then. Um, so I'm very excited to to talk about Battlefield Five and all that stuff. Okay. Um, but as far as gaming, uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh, so what about you, Joe? Uh, Dark Souls Remaster came out this week, and if you all know me, you know I've been playing all the Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, all the Souls. Uh, I've I've probably got 20 hours in Dark Souls remaster already what is it on what are you playing it on i'm playing it on ps4 nice so i so, now have dark souls one two three and bloodborne all on the ps4 nice so are the trophies the same as the originals and you have to get all of them or does it have its own set of trophies i've not even looked at the trophy list huh huh i really haven't <clears throat> which is are you trying to platinum it i don't know that i will this one <laughs> uh okay that was that was a feat that I did with two and with Bloodborne. I did yeah. not do that with three, and I don't know if I'll do it with this one. But I I do want to at least finish this game this time around because I've never actually completed the darks the original Dark Souls. So okay. so so compared to the others, does it actually feel like I, I know the like they've improved speed and the and the flow of combat in the pre, in the future games. Uh, yeah. So like, does it feel outdated at all? There are a couple little things that I've noticed that that are niceties that you get in the later games that I didn't realize weren't in the original. Hmm. Things like yeah. uh, being able to hold down your your run button oh. to climb a ladder faster that doesn't exist in this one. Oh wow! And I found that out so. in the middle of a boss battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that that, so. that one on the bridge or, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that dude's crazy. <laughs> so I was trying to climb that thing real quick before he could get to me. I was like, Why isn't it going any faster? Knocked me right oh. off the ladder. That mechanic doesn't exist yet. Dang. That's right. Yeah, and I didn't know that. But I'm still that world is still great. The combat still feels good, mm-hmm. and it runs at 60 frames a second, which is phenomenal. Nice. That's cool. Because the original game did not. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Wish that I liked those games. <laughs> maybe maybe that's exactly what I need to get you to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I've started them and I've gotten like maybe two or three hours into I, I played quite a bit of the first one I'm, that might be the one I got furthest in but when Dark Souls 3 came out I played that quite a bit too uh, but personally it's like I want to appreciate those games so much more than than I can because it's like 
that's like those games are like a time commitment. You got to sit down and you got to focus. Like yeah. So when I get into a Souls, I mean, you know, LJ and I have very similar styles of play. We'll right. both bounce mm-hmm. around from game to game to game a lot. Right. But but when I sit down to play a Souls game, that is the only thing I concentrate on for two or three weeks. Wow. I mean, like that is that is. I, I've got okay. I have. I also bought Detroit Become Human. Yeah. They both yeah. released the same day. I have not even fired up Detroit at all yet. Zero. I've played no wow. minutes of Detroit because I've been playing a tw- uh, uh, a ten year old game. <laughs> That's cool though. The Souls games are just one of those things that I tried to get into for years and years, and I could never get them to click. Yeah. And when I finally got into Bloodborne and it clicked for me, I mean, it was like it was like a switch was thrown in my head. Masochist. It's not masochism though. For me, it's it's <laughs> learning. And this is why I say maybe I need to sick you on these, Cody. <laughs> it's it's learning patience and persistence. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not patient. I'm, I'm not saying you're not persistent. You are very gung ho, and, very and persistent. this would teach you to sit back to wait yeah. for the right moment to strike. I that, and that's what I love. Like I love the there's a pattern to every single thing in that game, and one yes. misstep, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, a little bit of context. <laughs> People would be like, what? Uh, Joe recently became president. We talked about that, I think, last podcast, few podcasts ago. <laughs> and uh, since then, I have been very excited to get some stuff done. And I've been like, can, can I do it now? Can I do it now? Can I do it now? Cody's like my like, Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been, oh, I've been waiting for, there were things that needed to happen before I could do my part. And so I was like, "Is it done yet? Is it done yet?" I'm like, uh, Cody, I've got I've got company in. It's a holiday weekend. Like, <laughs> give me thirty minutes. Joe hasn't fired me yet, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, I th- I think that's what it is. Like, mm-hmm. there are only those that style of game is the only thing on earth where I will I will run for fifteen minutes to get to a thing. Take 14 seconds to get the crap kicked out of me, and then run 15 minutes back so that I can try it again. Yeah, and and it's really yeah, worth it. Yeah, that doesn't it. sound fun. It's it's worth it once and, you master it and you understand right. it. Oh, that's just so I satisfying. I get the concept. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I stumbled I think, across a YouTube channel last night, just last night. That was uh-huh. uh, a a guy that specializes in Dark Souls stuff. He streams it and he he records it and all this sort of stuff. And he was doing a list of like the top. 25 his ranking of the top 25 dark souls 3 bosses oh wow or whatever but the way this guy was talking in this video i went and looked him up he does dark souls 3 speed runs like seven nights a week what wow so he beats that entire game every night wow he said he's beat dark souls 3 hundreds of times now that's massive that doesn't sound fun either there was a guy <laughs> uh here a few months ago who he did a Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 no-hit run. Wow. So he he beat the entire trilogy without ever taking a hit. I remember hearing about that. That's crazy. And and he had a breakdown on camera the first time he tried it because he got to the third game, to the final boss, and got one. one he, he took a hit. Oh. I mean, you're talking wow. 60 hours of gameplay or something. Yeah. He took a hit on the final boss of the final game in the trilogy. Dang. But that's, that's a heartbreaker. I, I'm not that hardcore about it. That does <laughs> that that game franchise attracts a very particular community. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I love them though. There's they're just really satisfying. It's got I admire the entire speedrun community. I love watching Super Mario speedruns uh, of various games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friends think that I speedrun Super Mario Bros. Three, and I don't. I'm like, no, the, the speed at which they are actually doing these things. I've memorized the game, and so that's why oh, I yeah. think that. Mm-hmm. But they're catching such small little details that I would never get, and yeah. I'm like, oh I'm yeah. dying all the time. And they're and like stuff. glitching through the levels, warping level, like through levels and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, we went earlier. We mentioned pattern recognition, that sort of stuff. Yeah, enemies yeah. with patterns. Talking about patterns, I have been playing a shoot 'em up called Azure Reflections, Sweet. and this is what they call a bullet hell. I'm sure you guys are familiar with a bullet hell shoot 'em up. Oh yeah. And this one's pretty neat. I just finished writing my review on it. I won't give you the score because I would rather you go read my review. But hopefully it'll be up by the time you all listen to this. Maybe within a day or two after, if not. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's kind of... It's very Japanese. It's like you're okay. playing as anime girls that are like <laughs> oh. 10 to 12 years old or something. I don't know. Um <laughs> But it starts, you can do easy difficulty, and you kind of get a, a very basic sense of the patterns. Huh. But when you wrap it, when, when you ramp it up, like, boy howdy. It, it's what I like boy to think of as... Boy howdy. <laughs> I like to think of it as eye candy, just because there's so much going on on screen at one point. I could not even be playing this and just watching it and just be in awe, because there's so huh. much going on on screen to look at. Okay. But from a playing standpoint, that's what it really is. Is it's it's pattern recognition, <clears throat> yeah. learning to dodge and avoid the patterns of bullets coming in. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. There's a lot of customization you can do on those characters, and uh, I think it's just like twenty five bucks full price. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, and then finally, I picked up Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. That's nice. that eight bit. Yeah, it looks really cool. Castlevania. I played through enough to earn. I, I beat the first boss and got the first uh, extra character. Okay. And man, that feels like an NES game. <clears throat> yeah. Straight up, it's it, cool. It's very short. Um, like personally, I've been playing on like there's like a casual mode where you have infinite lives. Oh. Okay. Because um, that's what I want to do with like experience. I wanted to actually experience the game before like. I mean, it, it's still tough. Like it. Um, but it's it's very short. Uh, but the bosses are my favorite part about that game. It's got really cool bosses on. They do have neat bosses. Yeah, I it's mean it's funny supplementary how... to um, another game, isn't it? It was kind of a secondary. Yes, piece. there's a bloodstained game that they kickstarted that that they've been working right. on that, that I think is set to release soon. Yeah, that's going to be more like the Symphony of the Night kind of equivalent. Yeah, right. For, and that's the one they kickstarted, and then this was like an extra. If I'm... Yeah, this was a Kickstarter like a. a what do you call it? One of the stretch goals. Yeah. Yeah. And so the stretch goal game got released before the game. So here, proper here's, game, here's so. the here, here's the thing which I find interesting is that the company that did this, they they're the ones that made Mighty Number no. Nine, but then they also did those Mighty Gunvolt Burst games too. I think. Um, okay. Those like eight bit style like Gunvolt games. Well, I was gonna say like the the name behind this game is is one of the names behind Castlevania proper. Yeah, so what right. they did was they commissioned these guys to develop this game so while they can go work on the big on the bigger important one. Okay. Huh. Yeah. This is a neat thing for 10 bucks. This is a really cool little game. That's a 10 bucks well spent, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't feel I don't feel bad spending 10 bucks on this one at all. Yeah. So, I think it's on everything too. Uh, 
Yeah, I've been playing it on PS4 as well. I well before I started Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's it for what I'm playing. Cody, you've been playing anything this week? Uh, not very deeply. I I don't even think I turned God of War on this week, which needs to happen again. I did, however. I, I don't. I'm so mad at No Man's Sky for being what it was, and like I'm kind of mad that I'm excited for the multiplayer that was promised at the beginning of everything in the first place. But hearing the idea that the multiplayer was going to be implemented in July, I don't know if we talked about that on here or not. I think we did. Maybe loosely, but if we did. I figured I would check it out. I got it installed. I played maybe ten minutes of it. I didn't even get onto a planet. I was on one of those little stations that you get into okay in the game uh but what was really cool was i was immediately prompted as soon as i got into space do i want to keep exploring or do i want to get into story hmm. so huh I, I mean went to an anomaly and then i stopped i spent 40 hours on the on that release game i and, did too. And i know they've added a ton of stuff but Mm-hmm. There's something in my head that says you've already spent 40 hours on on a garbage version of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't spend that much time. Yeah. You had but bought I it did. for me. Huh? Yeah. Joe Joe had gifted it to me, and I was really really excited. And he was like, "We're gonna talk about it on the podcast." And then we all got on the podcast the next week. We were like, "Man." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I put a lot of time into it too, and. It's really, like, it's not, like, a terrible game, really, but it's one of those things, like, I kind of get where Joe's at, because there's so much coming in the, in the future, and there's always stuff coming out. It's like, this is not, like, unless you're, like, a fan of, like, Minecraft type of stuff, and you don't yeah. really have a set goal, then it might be good to go back to, but it just, it's not going to really, offer anything more, I think. I like this concept. I'd love to see where it ends up in a year, because the way they're talking about multiplayer is that... You can start colonies on some of these planets. All the planets will be in the same mapped area. And so it's that huge galaxy still. Yeah. But I really want to, like, randomly go into a place that, you know, 30 people have decided they're going to make home and have built this huge colony on uh, and just kind of see, like, it's going to be a very different game if it's implemented the way that they are marketing it as being implemented. Yeah. We'll see if that actually happens. Uh, Yeah. It was so... It was supposed to be... It's multiplayer, but the world's so big, you'll never actually see anyone. you be really lucky. I, and then total... people did that on stream within, like, the first week, and they yeah. just totally yeah. debunked it. Yeah, I mean, it, the, I think the simple fact is that it wasn't even multiplayer at all. It's that they were randomly generated planets. Yeah. Right. So it sounds like the multiplayer will actually be... I'll have to... A single galaxy. I'll have to believe it when I see it, because I still don't believe it's a thing. I still don't believe it's even going to be, like, what, like, it's not. <laughs> like, until I see it, I, I don't have any... Yeah, yeah. what they're saying is you could randomly f- find people, yeah. and that would be the surprising thing. Or you can jump into a game with other people uh, and be on your own server, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. I think your that's own probably instance what it's going Yeah. So, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured I'd turn it on. I got it installed. Played about, like I said, maybe 10 minutes of it. I need to... Uh, I'll see if it's any, any better. We'll get to you guys next week. Cool. Do a little more cool. in the field. <laughs> but what's going on in the news? We're getting ready for E3. I can't wait for E3. Yeah, so a lot of what's in the news is, are like E3 predictions and stuff. Yes. But uh, we did get some a big event last week with the Battlefield 5 reveal. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the reveal, but the you know they, they did a full-blown deal with it. Um, right. 
released a bunch of information. We found out there's gonna there are gonna be no loot boxes in this one. Of course, yeah, you know, uh, Battle, okay. Battlefront Two kind of burned them pretty yeah. bad with that one. <laughs> Although in Battlefield One, they were solely cosmetic, I believe. And I think they've said that they're gonna have some cosmetic stuff in this one. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. Um, they've also I... said there's gonna be no premium pass, which is a big deal because Battlefield's always had those premium passes. The, the yeah. premium pass removal is huge for me because, uh, like I said, I had been playing. I have been playing a lot of Battlefield One off and on, but I think about maybe six months to a year ago, I was able to get that battle pass because it was like really cheap. It was like fifteen, twelve bucks. And so that's what really opened up the game for me some more. But that's also, like like me and other players, it's always put up a wall. Because those premium passes for Battlefield are like 50 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're usually pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. I asked you, Joe, back when Battlefront had its whole thing, if you thought Anthem would have loot boxes. Do you think that Anthem will have loot boxes now? Now? Because at the time, you were like, I bet they'll still do it. Well, yeah, at the time, it made sense that they would have, but there's been a lot of backlash in that period of time. There's so, a lot yeah. of companies that have been backtracking on loot boxes, and, and especially uh -huh. EA, but there's been a lot of people that have been reworking their loot systems because of that. Yeah. I mean, there have even it, been a couple of countries that have come out and said, you can't do loot boxes and release the game in our country because yeah. it, they gambling. now legally consider it a form of gambling. Mm -hmm. It's both a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, I don't like loot boxes, but I also understand the need for a company to make money yeah. for how big and expensive these games are. Mm -hmm. I like loot boxes. Well, now, if it's pay to win, I don't. Yeah, if right. It, if it actually affects gameplay, no, don't that. do that. But yeah. I have no problem with... with you know, I do this with Smite all the time because I still play a lot of Smite. Uh -huh. Where like I'll drop, you know, ten or fifteen bucks a couple times a month, maybe, and hit up, you know, either straight up buy a skin that I want or, mm -hmm. you know, buy a couple of loot chests and hope that I get this really crazy <clears throat> skin that I'm going for. I yeah. hate the like. I don't. I get loot boxes. I just. I want to know what I'm getting when I buy something. So I like cosmetic things that I can just buy out, right? Yeah. That's fair. And 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 I like it as well. Like I would prefer to do that, but Yeah. Smite itself, like I've probably compared to the other guys that I play with, my time is paltry, but I've still probably put you know, a, a 100 or 200 hours in that game easy. Yeah. Hmm. I I'd say where Joe is at with Smite, I, that's how I am with Overwatch. Like I have no problem especially when a big event is coming out. Like I'll usually stream it on our channel. And people like to see, like, what you get from loot boxes. So sometimes I've dropped, like, five or ten bucks on loot yeah. box because it's solely cosmetic. Um, but I think yeah. Battlefield 2, or, or Battlefront 2, uh, was the first time where we really saw that pay-to-win stuff, and it was gross. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah, you get this version of this card and it has this <laughs> ability, but, yeah, you know, you got to get... Uh, yeah, it was yeah. it was nasty. <laughs> well, I want to be excited for Anthem again then. Yes. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they also announced the release date for for Battlefield Five, which I think this is funny. But you know, <laughs> Call of Duty pushed their release up like a month. Yeah. To, yeah. to early October. Yeah. Battlefield's right behind them, literally one week to the day later. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's crazy. I got to looking at it. If you are one of the EA Origin. Battle one of the one of the origin pass members or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can be playing Battlefield Five before Call of Duty players get to play Call of Duty. Wow, huh. that's because crazy. you get that first ten hours of access or whatever. Yeah, does it have 
Battle Royale? No. Battlefield 5 does not. Call of Duty will. Yeah. Will. Yeah. I'm excited for Call of Duty. I don't know if I'll actually get Call of Duty. I probably won't. But this is the first Call of Duty I've been interested in. Just because I'm, I want to see what a AAA game does with the Battle Royale mode. Yeah. So, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I talked about this last week or not. But I've reviewed the last three or four years of Call of Duties. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I want to review this one too. But the loss of a single player campaign... I understand that there's such a small percentage, but I was one of those like 10% that enjoyed those yeah, campaigns. I was too. Even though... Well, it, yeah. Go ahead, Elder. Like I was going to uh, bring up, because um, Cody was just bringing about how he's guilty because he didn't watch The Expanse or whatever. Um, I, I almost feel guilty because that World War II ca- uh, campaign for World War II, I only played what I played of it during Extra Life last year, and that was it. So it's like... I, part I, of the problem. I was a part. Of, I was a part of the problem last year. But normally, I was to say, yeah, I definitely no. played it to completion. Yeah. See, nor- but, normally I do play the campaigns, but just last year for whatever reason I just didn't. So their statement <laughs> has been though that it wasn't like we're not doing a campaign because no one plays it. It was a the campaign just never got finished. Uh, they they kind of revealed after the fact, like yeah. only ten percent of people that that play yes. the Call of Duty games play through the campaign. And the, yeah, the That's trophies true. themselves tell you, like, because they're usually yeah. a campaign right. completion trophy. See yeah. So, but you know, one thing I know for Joe is that that review is not going to take. It's not going to take a, a ton of work <laughs> like it would to yeah. be like a six-hour campaign. His... Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I still plan to review that if if I'm able. So Yeah. I would bet our next Call of Duty gets one. I like the Call of Duty games. See, and see uh, after Battlefield after Battlefield 1, like I I have never played a Battlefield game so much until until that. Um, I'm I re- excited. Yeah. Like, like Battlefield 5 Battlefield looks cool. 1. And so like <laughs> I I'm going to I'm going to hopefully I'll get to review 5 because um, so, and that's where I'm at too. Like that week in between is tough because it's like, I, I, I kind of want to check out that new Call of Duty, but at the same time, it's like, oh, Battlefield look, I think it's going to be really good too. And like I said, you, you, if you've got that EA Origins access or whatever, I think it's $5 and you get access to 10 hours of the game before it releases. Yeah. So if you're really feeling that itch, you can you can check the game out before it's Yeah, that might be a good idea. Released. And I think Origin Access is only like 30 bucks. Oh, I think you can do it for 5 bucks a month. So oh, you can well, literally yeah, spend too. the $5 get your yeah. 10 but, hours of Battlefield in. Mm, that's cool. But yeah, so they they showed like Tides of War mode fortifications, combined arms yeah. and and quite a bit of different stuff. They made it sound really cool. Like in the past, you just picked a class and went with that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in this one, you're gonna have like a sustained character, like you would with Call of Duty or whatever, where you can customize the way they look and, yeah. and their loadout and that sort of stuff. Tides so of War sounds cool, cool uh, because apparently they're they're kind of sounds to me like what Ubisoft is doing with For Honor a little bit, where like For Honor had like seasons of like the faction wars and you you'd get oh, like yeah. exclusive like emblems and stuff. Yeah. Um, what it sounds like Battlefield is going to do with the Tides of War is they're going to have these events, kind of like a lot of games do. Um, but it sounds like you know you'll be able to earn things just like you would in like an Overwatch event or something, and yeah. you'll be able to have that from. I I wonder if if it's not going to be geared towards some kind of holiday, but maybe some event in like their given world or something. So I think that'd be kind of cool to see yeah. how it plays out. And and I think they said they're planning to make that last 
quite a long time. I mean, because yeah. you know, they're if if I remember correctly, I think they said that it's it's going to track with World War Two. I mean, you're talking months yeah. or years of content. Yeah, that's true. So they might just put it around the timeline of World War Two. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, on top of that, Nintendo has released a version of the Switch in Japan that has <laughs> no dock and no charge cable. <laughs> I guess if uh, Japan's so full of cell phones, surely they're, they're banking on people having that USB-C adapter to be able to yeah. charge it. And then, but have you charged your Switch on a normal phone charger? I have. I have in my car, yeah. Yeah. It, like... For mine, I don't know if it's all. I haven't, I haven't tested it with like multiple chargers, but if my switch is on and I'm charging it, it very slowly. It is very moves. slow if you're well, playing. Yeah, you're not. That's a big get, power draw, though. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what I used uh, whenever I went to PAX uh, last year. Uh, I just used my phone charger to charge like my switch. Like a juice pack or something. Oh yeah, I definitely I, I prefer to charge yeah. my switch on the switches like big block thing that it has well and that big block thing has like the accelerated charging or whatever yeah yes yeah and yeah. it helps that you can play the game on a big screen while it's charging yep that's true too yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i understand no dock completely because if this is for a lot especially in japan a lot of people there's like a lot of mobile subway travel yeah right. train travel i don't know about subway but uh also I've been kind of waiting for something like this just for the sake of, like, if you have a Switch at home already, mm-hmm. you want to get another one for the little brother or the wife. <laughs> they could use the dock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but here's the thing. Have one. They're not bringing this bundle to the West. Nope. That's true. That's a Japan-only bundle. They've said they're not going to bring it stateside. I'm still waiting for the Switch Mini. <laughs> I There was this concept, and it just made so much sense to me. How does it make it sense was, to make that even smaller? It was a Switch Mini. The only issue with the concept art that I was looking at, because it was all someone's like idea, yeah. right. uh, was it wouldn't have fit in the dock. Yeah. <laughs> the screen like just wouldn't have worked. But uh, basically the way that he thought of it was the controllers don't come off of the Switch. Right. It's all a solid piece. Okay. And then it would be smaller, and it would literally be something for a secondary switch in your house i mean that that sounds like a 3ds <laughs> and that's but it would play multiplayer games with your switch the 3ds that's... does that yeah it does i cannot <laughs> play splatoon 2 with my 3ds you can't with splatoon 2 there are other games on the switch that you can play <laughs> with 3ds though it's true that new We're monster hunter Bros game that out it. that new monster hunter game that's not out yet it's gonna yeah. do it huh smash <laughs> brothers that came out on the wii u you can do that with the 3ds and the wii u Right, and I bet we'll see that with the Switch as well. I bet so, yeah. <laughs> but you have a Switch Mini. Someone's going to want a Switch Mini more than the other one. I want to play... I mean, we know that Nintendo's the king of hardware revisions. They'll eventually yeah. do something like that at some point. And so that's yeah. where it gets weird, too, is um, especially when they re-released all those extra 3DS models, they didn't include mm-hmm. a charger with it. So yeah. where right. I messed myself up is uh, I upgraded from a standard 3DS to like an XL Zelda version. And then uh-huh. so I realized I bought it, and I was like, oh, no, I don't have a charger. And so the next day... a third-party charger? Well, yeah. Well, actually, I think I found a first-party one at, like, Target or something, um, which was weird. But, That's yeah, cool. like, I had to be, like, not really play it much because I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need to buy a charger tomorrow. <laughs> so I wasn't going yeah. back out to buy another one the my same wife, 
my wife wants a Switch Mini to flip up like the 3DS. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. That sounds way too close like to the 3DS. 3DS. So, wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't do it. She's yeah. probably hearing me and going, it's a good idea. <laughs> that's that's it for gaming news this week. We got yeah. a short pull list this week. Uh, Harvest Moon, Light of Hope. I know <laughs> that was me. That, that was, was Cody. That was Cody. Oh, wow. oh, that was very odd. <laughs> Cody's our resident I, Harvest Moon fanatic. I, it's funny because I'm really not. I have one game that uh, got me in so much trouble in high school, and it was a Game Boy Advance game. Uh, but I love that specific game so much. So whenever I hear Harvest Moon, I get kind of excited. Okay. Uh, talking about Moons, Moonlighter also comes out this week. That game looks cool. I backed that game, so I haven't got my backer code for it yet. Hopefully that'll come Friends out. Friends of Mineral Town. I remember the name of it, finally. Friends of Mineral Town? <laughs> you still thinking of Harvest yep. Moon? <laughs> yep. That sounds like some kind of fortified water factory. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> um, also coming out this week, please don't buy what I'm about to tell you about. The Street <laughs> Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Coming yeah. out to ba- basically everything. Please don't feed into Capcom doing this again. But what about buying it in the next two months and they release another one? To me, there are two <laughs> games there are two games on there that I would totally get if they were like piecemeal probably. Third Strike. And Third Strike and Alpha Three. Those are my those are like the best Street Fighter games of all time. Those Not are Street good. Fighter Two? No. There are 40 versions of Street Fighter 2. Yeah, there are. And, yeah, I think all of them are on this. I want to know the exact number. I bet it's more than 40. There's like eight or something. It's oh. it's not really 40 yet. It's like half, half of the games two, on this collection Turbo are edition, versions Championship of Street edition. Fighter 2. Super Street Fighter 2. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many times Street Fighter 2 has been re-released. Yeah. And then you got Maybe that, the arcade games were different, weren't they? There was a custom arcade version where you could, like, throw... A hundred fireballs with yeah, Ryu. Yeah, it was like the Rainbow Edition or something. Rainbow that's Edition, was, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. That's what it literally what Rainbow it was Edition? Yeah. yeah. There was one, I heard it on a podcast recently. I don't remember if it was Street Fighter 1 or 2, but it had button sensitivity. That was so, the first one. Yes. Okay. That's how they detected between a light punch and like yeah. a jab and a fierce. Was how hard <laughs> you slapped the button. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I said fireball! Smash it! <laughs> yeah, that seems like a super bad idea. I mean, for an arcade cabinet like that, like... Yeah. I don't know. Or anything. Well, well I mean, that's, that's, what the, that's what the PS4 and, and Xbox One triggers are. Yeah. Pressure sensitive? Yeah. They're, they're sensitive like that. I broke my PS4 trigger. <laughs> Were you trying to throw a heavy fireball? I broke two of them, actually. Oh, gosh. <laughs> With a hammer? So, what are you doing? They've gotten better, apparently. <laughs> the first controllers for the PS4 are not good controllers. Like, they're beautiful and feel awesome, but the I analog still... sticks would, like, rub dry, and you would, like, b- rip off that little rubber coating. No. And then I broke both R2 <laughs> buttons on both of them. I still have Just my original, like, like I, I have four PS2 controllers. I've never had a problem with any of them, and I still use them all. PS4, not PS2. Uh, PS4, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I have four. Okay, I, I get what I said. PS4, yeah. I have four PS4 controllers. But are they all from, like, with the console? One of them, of them came one... with the console, and I picked up a second one a month or two later. Did you get the console opening 
Yes, I got it on launch. Ship. Yeah. Okay. I'm just abusive then. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I do use custom thumb grips as well, though. That's part Those of it. Yeah, awesome. I wasn't. And I tore them apart on both of them. Yeah, the custom thumb grips. I reviewed them on the website, by the way. If you look up Trinro PS4 grips. Yeah. yeah. Those things are the worth their weight in gold. I want to throw that out there. There are a lot of people that had that thumb grip issue. Yeah. I didn't. The R2 buttons come from Killing Floor. Oh, good grief. <laughs> what? Wow, really? Yeah. The shooting is not pressure sensitive. <laughs> it is when you're fighting zombies I and mean, you're having anxiety you're doing, while you play. If you're, burst, if you're going burst firing, going probably, It's the yeah. pistol. So uh... in Killing Floor 2, not that I haven't talked about this for yeah. hours in the podcast, in Killing Floor 2, the pistol uh, is per shot. And so when you're playing Killing Floor 2... Quick life hack for a two-year-old game. Uh, if you... The first round, you want to use your knife at all times, if you can. And then for the bl- the big big ones, you use your pistol. Second round, you just use your pistol. And this is saving ammo, saves you money, so you're better off in the end of the game. So the pistol is R2 per shot. Right. So you have to hit it over and over so, and over and so over. So basically, and over. you're How much saying... How killing four t- have you played? <laughs> So, so, Hours. You, so you're saying know. you took your controller and kept hitting that trigger like it was the hammer on a six shooter. Yes. I wanted automatic ammo, but I'm using a pistol, so it's like, and I wonder where my finger hurts. I'm I'm genuinely impressed. Yeah. Oh man, that was a tangent. I I'm legit. At that game, I'm <laughs> legit. I'm sure you. That's a. <laughs> that's a bold statement. All Not right. to. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of gameplay I suck at. So yeah, Killing don't buy Street Fighter again. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all that came from. Oh, uh, and then the final game coming out this week is called Gekido Kentaro's Revenge. It's uh, Kentaro time. Kentaro, we work together. It's much better. Isn't that Hamtaro? Yes. <laughs> My best friends. Uh, although I'm... based on the uh, based on the trailer that I watched for Gekido Kentaro's Revenge, it looks like you can do two player. Yeah, it's out on. It's <laughs> you out can on work Switch. together. That game's that game's fun. I like work it. together. It's much better. It's a 16 bit beat 'em up with anime cutscenes. It actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. It's, it's fun. It is a fun game. I think it came out to PlayStation, and then it came out to Game Boy Advance, and then came back around to new consoles. Okay, because this is, this is a PS4 release this week, I know. Yeah. Uh, that's... He plays a hamster. <laughs> Hamtaro's <laughs> Revenge. I told you to get be? me Timothy Hay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Never mess. With a gerbil when death is on the line. Uh, it's a hamster. Anyway. Uh, that's that's it for the week. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. You guys have to leave me out of this one. What movie are you guys watching this week? Yeah, you have to leave me out of this one too. <laughs> you didn't watch a, you didn't watch a movie this week? I didn't. I did not. Okay. <laughs> so it's just me then. <laughs> and I wasn't even supposed to be on the show. I'm no, just kidding. Uh, right. Okay, well, yeah, you guys would have been out of luck. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, one thing that got me into Yakuza because I wanted something like legit martial arts, and like I didn't want 
it involving like fireballs because I got everyone said legit now. Well, most of the fighting games out now are like you're throwing some kind of fireballs, you're doing some kind of special like crazy moves and stuff. Um, but I've been watching the Karate Kid movies. Wow! Wow! Yeah, like I don't know why. I just it was a rabbit hole. I went down. I went. Are you gonna watch the YouTube channel? Well, thing? yeah. I mean, that's kind of what brought me interested because like I've I kept hearing good things about Cobra Kai, like. Oh. Um, uh. So you've heard good things about a YouTube Red movie? Yeah, it's a TV sh- it's series. It's a series, <laughs> but I mean, I heard it was pretty interesting because, uh, yeah. So well, was, now I have to check it out. So what happened was I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna watch the first one, and uh, I saw Hulu has all three of them, and so okay, I watched the second one because I was like, okay, I knew there was a second one, but I don't remember it, and so that one actually goes into Mr. Miyagi's backstory, uh, which was cool. Which so, one do they go to Japan in? Well, they, that's the second one. They go to Okinawa, yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that one. So, then I was like, wait a minute, there's a third one? And I thought the third one was that fourth movie where it had Hilary Swank as the main character. It was it was called, the, the fourth one is called The Next Karate Kid. And so I was like, okay, well, I've never even seen the third one, so I guess I'm going to watch this now. Okay. And, and then so, so I've, I haven't finished the third one yet, but... It's not the greatest out of the, out of the three, not at all. Um, no, but it's been it's been fun. Like it's just you know something just to like you know like because it, it's been a busy work week, so I just throw it on and just watch it. And um, so that's, are you gonna watch Jaden Smith's Karate Kid? Mm, I mean, that's a it's kind of, it's good. I like it, but I don't think it's on Hulu. So I was just watching whatever was on. Okay. Hulu. <laughs> um, Fair. So yeah, so eventually I will get to Cobra Kai. I'm not gonna pay for YouTube Red. I'll probably just stay for the free trial. And if I don't yeah. if I don't finish Cobra Kai by the time the trial's over, then I'm just gonna cancel it and be like, okay, that was. I think I have like three months of YouTube Red on a like headphone card or something <laughs> from getting a headset. What yeah. is a headphone card? No, don't worry about like, it. <laughs> like a card, like a business. It looks like a business card, but it came out of a package for headphones. Okay. Yeah, like a voucher. Um, so that was why I got into that rabbit hole of Karate Kid and then Yakuza, um, which. There's no, like, martial arts fighting games out there that are just straight martial arts beside, right now besides, like, Absolver. Um, and I already, finished, I already finished that game. Well, Mortal Kombat's not really because they throw fireballs and all that stuff. <laughs> I just want something straight like martial arts. And, oh, and then there's also... Uh, That'd be a boring fighting game. There's also... Oh, Virtua Fighter? You ever played Virtua Fighter? I was going to say, Virtua Fighter's not boring. Virtua Fighter was my jam. Yeah. <laughs> there's also uh, Karate Champ, nope. that old school, fighting, that old school uh, arcade game. Um, but so and I went with Kung Yakuza. Fu. <laughs> yeah, there's the uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, totally Ninja legit Turtles. straight martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is where I ended up on that kick. <laughs> oh, that kick! Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Shelly would be displeased. Yeah, she would. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that I did was I watched Solo. And yeah, so before yeah, we but w- get, what did you watch? <laughs> I get it. That's good. I go to the movies by myself a lot because it's like right around the corner from my house. Uh, so I did watch. I watched Solo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. Pun Solo. <laughs> All right. Well, so my opinion about solo like it's a good movie and i know there's a, so much like that has caused like a lot of backlash from it but i legitimately thought it was a, a good movie 
Like, basically, what they did is they threw in everything that, like, Han Solo's known for. Like, all the things he did into, like, The Kessel Run and all that? Yeah. Like, meeting... Che- I mean... I don't this know. is not going to be a Batman ninja yeah. description of so, this movie. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I will go... I'll, I'll go with, without without saying, but it's basically, like, everything Han, the character of Han Solo is known for, they throw into one movie. And that's okay, because okay. it's not like people would have gone to see two more of these anyway. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. So, uh, it was a good movie, though. I liked it. I liked the uh, the guy that played Han Solo. He doesn't obviously sound like Han, right? But he has the spirit of the character is there. I uh, think it's really interesting. Directing wise, they told him not to like. We don't want you to be Harrison Ford. Like, don't try to be Harrison eh. Ford. Be but, yourself. But I think told, they made a mistake. But they told Donald Glover to be like Lando then. Well, that's rude. <laughs> well, yeah. So because... <laughs> I love Donald Glover though. Have you seen his interview? Yeah. About him, like he did all this research and he was brainstorming all these ideas yeah. to be Lando. Yeah. And then he went and talked to the actor, and the actor was just like, I don't know, just be cool. <laughs> that's cool. Literally. And he was like, oh, I guess I'll just throw all these hours of thinking out the window. <laughs> So, it's like, yeah, I love, like, he's got the spirit of the character, and, like, this movie has the spirit of a Star Wars movie. It's got a lot of adventure, a lot of good space, you know, like, some good space action with the Millennium Falcon. Um, I, I like it. It's a good movie. Um, okay. And so, I guess since I was the only one that went to see um, any movies this week, we might as well take that right into the news, right? Yeah. yeah. So, to bring it around, I'm just going to go with the solo news first since we were talking about it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not doing well. Um, it is the weakest movie in, uh, according to, like, it. it's not doing well in the box office. Okay. Was Jar Jar Binks in it? No. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, look, Star Wars can that. do terrible without Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Yeah. And so, what, what I, like, I mean... I never thought the trailers were bad, personally, um, but a lot of the reshoots and a lot of the the things... It's had a lot of problems. Yeah, it's had a lot of problems. The also, what does not help is, uh, we were asking the question, is there too much Star Wars? And within, what, three, four, like, well, actually, it's about... Six months. Literally six months since we yeah. saw The Last Jedi. And also, this movie came right after Infinity War and right after Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just been overload. Um, the Last Jedi burned people. Yes, and that's also a problem. Is the last? I mean, I see again. Like Last Jedi has its problems, and so does Solo. But Last Jedi maybe the last Star Wars movie some people watch. Yes, the Last Jedi ruined a lot of people. Star Wars for a lot of people. Like we even had some discussions in our like staff Slack channel that were pretty heated because. That's what the last Jedi has done. It's it divided people a lot, like extremely. Yeah. Um. So. So. Go ahead. Do you think it's too much Star Wars? Yes. For I, some. What do you think is appropriate I amount think of Star it's Wars too movies? Much. I think the saturation's too high for that sh- for that period of time. Yes, within six months, I think so. It's like for somebody like me, or especially like the biggest Star Wars fan I probably know, Colby. Like he doesn't uh-huh. like he he don't care he he he's soaking up everything like Star Wars no matter right. what, 
Um, but for the average moviegoer, I think, yes, six months is, like, even if it's not in the main line, I, I mm-hmm. still think it's probably too much for people, um, like, for the standard moviegoer. Yeah. Um, okay. And, even, and obviously even some fans. I mean, like, I like Lord of the Rings, but I wouldn't want to watch two of them in a year. What about the show coming out on Amazon? Because the Star Wars stuff is going to be getting its own shows. Star Wars has had a bunch of shows, too, recently. Like, um, So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's got two live-action shows in the works. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I I don't know, because I've, I've not watched any of the Star Wars shows, either. Like, yeah. Clone Wars, I haven't watched any of that. Right. I think... It's definitely not Marvel. The beauty of Marvel yeah. is that they have been able to change genres yeah. drastically with uh, everything that they do. They can have the sci-fi, they can have, they can do whatever they want. Mm. Romance, uh, comedies. And I think what's wrong with Star Wars is that even though I would assume that Solo is Jedi Light since we go into <laughs> episode four with him saying that he doesn't believe in Jedis. Uh, yeah. That's not a different, a big enough differentiation between them. Like, they're, bo- they're all still sci-fi spaceships. I think that if you're going to do a lot of Star Wars movies, you need to have... I, I want to see, like, a planet that is super, super, like, different from everything else. We don't know much about the people. And they make this original story that is a completely different genre. I mean, like the Ewoks movie from, seen so from the 80s was awesome. Okay. <laughs> bad example. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, and I really like the idea that it's all, they, they don't hold on to the fantasy side of Star Wars as much as they should, I don't think. You've literally got space wizards and space knights. That's why people like this instead of Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. That's why I I like it instead of Star Trek. (laughs) Like, give me Star Trek's not bad. Let's go. It'd probably be really stupid as I say it, but give me like lightsaber battle axes and a bunch of dwarven aliens. I don't fighting like some dwarven like or some like space orcs. We got bowcasters. That's just a crossbow that shoots lasers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think the. There needs to be more genres. I think if we had more genres, it would be better. Because as of right now, every Star Wars movie, even though Rogue One and Han Solo or Solo have had different stuff in it, they they're the same genre. It's the same movie. Yeah, like type of movie. like Solo, it, it takes a very space pirate western kind of kind of approach to it. Kind of like like something like maybe Firefly, you know, in a weird way. Yeah, but it, it's still it does have a heist theme to it. Yeah, like it's still not like. It's weird because, like, like you're talking about Marvel. Like, Marvel has so many corners of this universe, but Star yeah. Wars is ulti- ultimately, at the end of the day, it's all just Star Wars. And I think that's the problem is they did deviate, like, well. Like, they did tell, like, they did decent, they did deviate as much as they could with Solo, but at the end of the day, it's still Star Wars. Right. You could have a heist movie be one of the Star Wars episodes, and I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. If you made a Star Wars movie, like, in the main line, that was a romantic comedy, I would be really confused. <laughs> but see, I that's hate, the thing I is, hate too, to is... burst your bubble, but they did a Star Wars heist movie. Well, besides Solo. 
I'm talking about they mainline. stole the Death Star plans. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of a heist. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I'm talking mainline. That would be Rogue One. Wouldn't well, it? they can't yeah. really do anything with the mainline because fans have this particular view of the mainline Star Wars movies. Like that's why people are so mad. Like, but with that's what, they... what I'm saying. If you were to put a heist movie as one of the mainline movies, I wouldn't be that surprised. Well. People are mad because they're getting rid of the Skywalker lineage now, apparently. Yeah. Or or supposedly. Like, they're doing away with everything people thought Star Wars was, and that's why a lot of people are upset. Yeah. yeah. I think we need more diversity, and yes. then it would be okay. Yes. As of right now, it's all very much the same type of movie. Yeah. And I think that's what's... It's going to get oversight. When you're doing that every six months... <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like I get it, spaceships and lasers. Yeah. <laughs> Give us more. Yeah. Cool. So, Anyways, we can move on. Yeah. I wanted to get into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a great discussion though. Um. So something I, I think Shelly brought up that she wanted before possibly was um, literally like two weeks ago. Or I I know she talks about Les Mis, so I wasn't sure if it was Hunchback of Notre Dame or Les Mis. But it was Hunchback, it, but I don't know if it was on air. I'm pretty sure. So. Um, Hunchback of Notre Dame is something that's being picked up by Netflix, and Idris Alba is a huge part of it. Um, huh. This is not Disney related. Apparently, he's been like producing a lot of stuff and like really into like the back end of ma- of making movies lately, from what I read. Huh. Um, but this Hunchback of Notre Dame thing is um, obviously it's it's not going to be no Disney, no happy songs and. I mean, Hunchback of Notre Dame was actually dark for Disney, probably, but this is going to be its own thing. It's probably going to be closer to the, you know, original tales, um, or the original, you know, its intellectual property. Um, apparently, uh, I was also reading some more background about, there's apparently other, pro- like, other th- like, Hunchback of Notre Dame stuff that, that, wanted, that wanted to happen. Apparently, Quasimodo was actually... Uh, Intentional was supposed to be a character in the Dark Universe for Universal. Oh, yeah. Apparently, there was talks of him being uh, one of the Dark Universe characters or whatever. That would have been really strange. Yeah. So, and that's it's it's weird because this is like a property a lot of people have been wanting uh, for some reason. Yeah. So this Hunchback of Notre Dame starring Idris Elba thing is, uh, I think it's uh, they picked it up. So sounds cool. Yeah, I'm sure Shelly will be super stoked. Yeah, and it's gonna be dark. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, so anyway, that was some interesting news. Uh, something I'm definitely curious about. This final piece of news is uh, Sony is doing a, a Morbius movie, which is Michael Morbius. He's a vampire uh, character in Spider-Man universe. Yeah, yeah, he's appeared in cartoons and stuff. Uh, he's been in a ton of comics. I actually have a um. A Marvel now, uh, Morbius uh, number one issue, and it's weird because I was reading it before we started the podcast, so I could like get some background on him. And it's like a disease; it's like vampirism that he has. Huh. Yeah, that makes and him sound so, like a character out of Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, uh. Like, this is going to tie, like, I'm sure into Venom and, like, Silver and Black and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in how it's almost like they're going for this horror aspect of Sony. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like they're trying to make their own, it's like Spider-Man, like Dark Universe or something. <laughs> so like basically, um, uh, he I think I think he gets the vampirism from his friend, trying to help him find a cure. And so what it is is like they're trying to find this cure, but I think this cure for it was a disease he had before he got the vampirism, I believe. Uh, he got like a it's like a fragile bone disease or something like that. Okay. Because in the comics he was saying like he couldn't do anything, or else it was kind of like kind of sounded like a Mr. Glass from Unbreakable a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm curious to see where they go with that. Uh, I, I was reading that comic that I have, and I really like it. And uh, we'll have to see where this goes. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I think that is it for the movie news. Yeah. You guys watching any TV? Uh, TV? Yes, I have been watching a little bit of that too. How about you guys? Yeah. I. I guess I'll start. Why not? Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Do it. I never start. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Attack on Titans continuing that where I think we only have like four episodes left. Nice. And they made, I think the re- I couldn't figure out why people didn't like it. And I still have four episodes, but I think it's because it brings up a ton of questions and doesn't answer like anything from the first season. Huh. So it's going to bring up, it's getting turned into Lost where you're just getting more questions every time <laughs> one is answered. There was a polar bear. <laughs> is that lost yeah i never actually watched lost i've never watched it either i just know about it there was a polar so, bear on this tropical island i was so lost <laughs> on that comment because i never saw lost <laughs> <laughs> but i i don't know attack of titan's been good so far it's been exciting there was some cool like ideas that have been uh, utilized and then i'm watching the expanse which, I guess I'll just, I'll tell the news story to it real quick. <laughs> uh, Amazon picked it up. I can be really fast with that. Yeah. It got canceled. LJ brought that up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and I felt so guilty for not watching it. I was like, what have I done? That was a really good show, but I didn't, like, watch it. And therefore, now it's gone forever. And I've, like, ruined this this amazing show. What did you say the name of it was? The Expanse. Oh, I thought you said Elastic Pants. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, man. That would not be as great of a show. No, The Expanse, <laughs> that show that they've colonized Mars. And Joe's really happy with himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've colonized Mars, and so there's a war between the United States. Or the the world, not the United States. <laughs> the world. <laughs> the United States versus Mars. What's the rest of the world doing? Who cares? <laughs> it feels like the United States. It takes place in the United States, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Everything that happens on the world is in America. <laughs> but they uh there's like people that are on the belt and they you know are mining the belt. <laughs> there are satellites. The belt of the elastic pants. <laughs> the meteor belt. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, uh, stick with me. Where's the buckle? <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know where to go with this. It's a really good show, and I was really sad that it was canceled. It's a great sci-fi because it's very grounded in like what well, it's a Cold War, and so it's is that because it's set in it space? Before. It is set in space. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually really, really cool. Uh, and they use... It's a sci-fi, but it, it's grounded, like I said. They, they use, like, real guns. And There's so many... You're just Joe? teeing up so many puns, man. It's a Cold War. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, can, I can see Joe just setting up for another one. Joe's just listening, like, waiting to throw it out. Oh, it's man, what I, I do. Wa- it's how my brain works. I was watching him sit up for another one. And it was just... No one's going to be able to watch this and take it seriously. Oh. <laughs> um, what was I saying? It's got real guns instead of, like, laser guns, so it's got this realistic feel to it. And uh, it also has <laughs> the first season. The second season I've been watching hasn't had as much. Uh, oh. But the first season was very noir, which... You guys know I like cyberpunk. Noir feel was very comfortable to me. Yeah. It was a sci-fi noir thing going on. It was. Really I mean, cool. if they're elastic pants, I hope they're comfortable. <laughs> 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 so that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching, Joe? <laughs> uh, I've been watching a show called I'll Have What Phil's Having. <laughs> okay. So it's a cooking show. It it is. Well, it's not a cooking show. It's a it's more of a travel show where this guy named Phil, okay. uh, he's the guy that created Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, cool. Okay. He travels around to different locations around the world and and kind of samples a bunch of the cuisine while he's there. And, and some guy was like, "I'm going to make a show where I just eat what he eats." No, no. The, it's just what <laughs> they call it. It's it's him. And, and this is the second series okay. that he's done. He's also. He's done, I can't remember the name of the other one, but, oh, Somebody Feed Phil was the name of the other one. <laughs> oh, wow. And so. Well, this dude wanted a reason. He was like, pay me to eat. Pretty much. But it's it's in 4K. <laughs> they recorded both of them in 4K. You get to see all these really cool locations. Like okay. Vietnam and, and Saigon, you know, Saigon and France and, and all these other kinds of places. Like, it's really neat seeing all the cuisine from oh. around the world. I enjoy that sort of thing. It's like yeah, I've watched, cool. I've watched like Idiot Abroad and all that sort of travel shows are neat to me. I don't know yeah. why. That's that's my weird kind of non geeky love thing. Like yeah, that's kind of like watching a, travel shows. I used to watch like Amazing Race with my dad and my stepmom and stuff like that. Like stuff like that's fun. Like where they go different places. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Now that's that's all I've cool. been watching this week. What about you, LJ? Uh, so I've talked a little bit about it um, a couple weeks ago, but I've been watching more Megalobox. Uh, that's that boxing anime. Yeah. There was a little... I'm not going to spoil it because it's it's one of those things like it's just impossible to, really. Um, but it's like in the middle of the season, they kind of like... They set something up, but then they go with this gimmick for this boxer. And so it kind of like the middle of the seasons like it, it it's very like kind of slow paced and you know it's kind of fun but then uh, they actually start started kind of picking up and i believe this is episode seven or eight we're on now and it's finally like getting good again and this is the first season but i've been super excited about it um it's got a very like hip-hop like soundtrack kind of like cowboy bebop or samurai shampoo and so the sa- apparently they're actually releasing the soundtrack for it in June, so I'm gonna check that out for sure. Um, but it's it's a pretty good show. It's on Verve if you're interested. And it's like a okay. They call it a tech noir show, but um, noir. Yeah, I don't know if you weren't here tech. probably when I talked about it, but it's got. I mean, I've talked about it in, in chat, but it's those dudes. They have the gear on their arms and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I listen to you guys. Yeah. So the thing. The thing is, uh, the gear doesn't exactly, like, do much more. 
which I'm kind of finding is kind of a bummer, but it's it's interesting to see like the different characters and their different gear styles because more of that has shown up. Um, so if you want like a do any of them have a galaxy gear? No, <laughs> oh, I have a galaxy gear. Uh, one of them has uh, one of the characters. His uh, his gear actually has AI built into it. That's cool. Yeah, so his like that seems gear like is... cheating. <laughs> yeah, so there's a whole plot thing with that that they have to deal with. But yeah, it's supposedly it's supposed Our to. Our watch has Siri. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, like what that gear is supposed to do is like it's supposed to read whenever punches are being thrown at him. So like. It can automatically like tell his body to like dodge when he wants, so it's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but cool. that plot, that plot line in that last few episodes is finally starting to come to an end, and I can't wait for that dude to get his face beat in. And it sounds terrible, <laughs> but that sounds terrible. But the character kind of deserves it at this. At this You'll point. get yours, <laughs> Benny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, been in a lot of like boxing and martial arts kind of stuff lately. Cool. Yeah. So, that's all for me. Sweet. Get into the news. Uh, we talked a lot about Watchmen over the last year or so. Yeah. And coming to HBO, it is not going to adapt the comic book's stories, which I think is a really interesting choice to have an original story with these characters. Hopefully, they do the characters justice. Yeah. Like, it's not how you make fans happy. Yeah. So, we'll see. The thing, I, the, thing the thing I'm very skeptical about is it's HBO, so you know, I mean, even the movie had it, but you know there's going to be some nudity there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the giant blue guy. Can't remember his name. Dr. Manhattan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure HBO will be front and center with that. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> <laughs> We already mentioned that Amazon has picked up The Expanse because they're awesome. Also, I didn't mention that if you want to watch season one and two of The Expanse, uh, you can do that on Amazon. I should. That's where I'm watching. Is that, that free on Prime? On Prime, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. And then I've never read Batman Zero Year, and I feel like I should. It's literally like Batman's first year in becoming Batman, and I think that would be really cool to see. But Gotham, the TV show that has been a prequel to Batman, is going to be adapting that for this season. I don't know if this is the last season or not, but the kid that plays Bruce looks like he's 14 so are you, are you years thinking old. Of, of, are you, yeah. yeah, you're thinking of the year one comics, right? Year one. Oh, okay, because there's one called, I mean, there's even it's a called movie Zero Year. Uh, called Year One. So I don't know if that, if they were like the same thing or not. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know what? Now that you said it out loud, I think I was thinking of year one. Zero year, I'm pretty sure is supposed to be also probably like before, probably like maybe like I don't know, like it's I, probably I get not what you're saying, in the same line. Yeah. Like zero year could even obviously even be. They could be different storylines too. You, even, like, you know, different. Know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Either way, yeah. he doesn't look like he's 14 in those comics. I'm a little... I don't know. I don't think that Bruce is ready to be Batman yet. I think so we'll, they want to get someone else. I feel so like that would be rude of them to do, though. <laughs> they should just do a time jump. Yeah. That'd be weird. But 
I don't. I keep hearing such good things about the show. I couldn't do it because it was <laughs> literally CSI Gotham for the first episode, and I was like, I don't care about any of these villains enough for this to. And the Penguin was played by someone from Video Game High School that was a really goofy character in Video Game <laughs> High School, and I was like, I can't take you seriously at all. But uh, I'll, maybe I'll give it a go. I don't know. The fact that they're kind of they're actually slowly bringing Bruce Wayne into his Batman. It's cool to see that it's an origin story with a purpose, and it wasn't just this was before Batman, but this is the world that Bruce Wayne, the kid, grew up in. I think they're getting to the point where they gotta do something now, though, because it's like how many seasons? Like six. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't realize it's been out that long. Yeah, season five. Okay, I haven't Still, watched a single episode. You haven't? No. I watched like the oh, first wow. I didn't four know episodes. So, are you excited <laughs> to see him growing to? Have you? You said you missed? Haven't missed a single? No, episode? he no, hasn't. I, watched... I have not watched a single episode. No. <laughs> I was so surprised. I was like, "You haven't missed a single episode." <laughs> Your too? reaction was befuddling to me at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joe's like, I was Wait, like, what? "Wow, Joe is like really excited about Batman." <laughs> <laughs> I've only funny. seen the first episode, and then Jerome's. Uh, Whatever that got went viral of him being the Joker. It was this part where he was normal and then he breaks and you see oh, the Joker yeah. kind of come out of him and it was really, really cool to see. Their actor for not Joker is amazing. <laughs> They're not allowed to call him Joker because of right stuff. Which oh, is that is weird. Yeah, so he's Jerome right now. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into our Twitter discussion before we wrap up the show. Wow. Samaru asks what are some new or upcoming indie games you would recommend i'm sure joe knows a few which joe knows games yeah uh so just looking at a real quick list uh, let me pull up steam and look at my library they are <laughs> billions uh slay the spire regalia of men and monarchs Oh, I thought you meant there are literally billions. You're like, there are billions of games. <laughs> no, that the I game can... is called They Are Billions. <laughs> uh, Into the Breach, Frostpunk. Into the Breach is good. Into the Breach has gotten huge, huge reviews. Yes. Like, yeah. people are raving about Maurice it. Maurice loved it. He's still playing it. He plays Into the Breach all the time. Slay the Spire yes. was a good one. Um, Undertale is one that has gotten a lot of love over the years. Yep. If you played Undertale, do so. Dead Cells, I think, just left early access. Oh. Dead Cells is really good. I think it's supposed to leave soon. Yeah, I think yeah. It, if, if it hadn't left soon, it's about to. I think August, because August, it's actually supposed to come out on consoles and the Switch. Okay. And I actually did a preview on that one, so I am looking forward to that. Okay. And, I mean, if you check out our website, uh, there's there's quite a few. that We cover a lot of indie yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, indies are, are typically good to work with side-by-side for us. And we really, I mean, when we went to PAX, me and Joe, we, we kept telling the indie developers like just how much we appreciate them and how much the innovation of an indie game is unparalleled when it comes to, if you look at the, the innovation compared to a AAA game, the AAA games are doing it safe. Mm-hmm. That's because it's, yeah, they have shareholders they have to please. Right. Yeah. 
Um, I think he was asking for like upcoming games, but it's kind of tough because indie games are just so sporadic. Like they just come out and. I was gonna say like, it. It is kind of tough a lot of times to yeah. to be able to predict indie games because yeah. they're you know sometimes four or five a week and yeah. three of them may be phenomenal. Yeah, like one of my personal favorites recently is um it's called Rogue Aces. It came out to PS4 and Switch. It's like a it's like a two D side scroller like ar- ar- arcade like flying game, and so you're flying like World War Two airplanes, and you got three of them, and you actually have to like take off from the aircraft carrier, take down planes, and complete like these objectives. But then you actually have to land back on the aircraft carrier to get like bonus points for that mission, and to actually complete it. And so um, I actually sent some videos I had to the to the devs on Twitter. And it was of me like crashing and burning, like because you can literally do that. It's yeah. so much fun. Uh, Wizard game, Wizard of Legend is one that came out recently that Maurice really enjoyed. Yeah, that's supposed to be a good game. It looks cool. A couple of games I'm looking forward to. I didn't realize that Super Meat Boy Forever was a sequel. Yeah, I figured it was just some kind of silly re-release. Mm-hmm. But Super Meat Boy was amazing. So if they're making a sequel to it, that's exciting to me. Super Meat Boy has been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I spoke to someone at Denver Comic Con last year about a game called A Dragon Named Cole, and it is not like, is it that dragon cancer? Right. No, no, no. Or, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That, yeah, it's, no, Joe is like, what do they have against Cole? And I was like, no, the, <laughs> oh, the dragon yeah, is literally yeah. named Cole. C-O-A-L. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like this really cute... 8-bit dragon who can't fly so he decides to become a knight uh, but apparently <laughs> with all the cutesiness they also were heavily inspired by Berserk the oh, okay. manga and anime yeah. which is very dark and very gory so I'm, I'm super super stoked for them I've been paying close attention to them right now all they have is I think you can walk through parts of the game yeah. To kind of see the world that it is, but there's no combat in place. It's like a tech. Uh, it's demo. a couple making it, so I don't know if it'll ever get released. Yeah, like actually released. Um, one that came out that that I reviewed, Kingdom Come Deliverance. It's an indie game, but it's it's a massive scale, like medieval times, and it's yeah. it is very adult oriented. That I mean, is it's, an indie It's got game. content you don't want kids to see in it, but yeah, it's a, it's it an indie published. game from a pretty big, pretty big studio. Uh, yeah. Deep Silver published it. Yeah, they published it. Yeah. But the the developer, I think it, this is their first game, Warhorse Studios. <laughs> so Jack Two on the PS4 feels like an indie game. Because <laughs> it's. <laughs> uh, give me just a second. I, uh, y'all keep talking about other stuff. I know there's a couple that came, Iconoclasts came out um, earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, Iconoclast. Iconoclast was great. Oh man, I've reviewed so many indie games, and that's what's been so cool about writing reviews is that there's just so much out there, and indie devs are willing to work with us. Um, the SteamWorld games, uh, SteamWorld Dig Two especially, is really good. That's a favorite of mine. SteamWorld Heist yeah. was phenomenal too. Yeah, SteamWorld Heist was good. I mean, like, there's, I love the indie scene. Like, yeah, if you ask me, playing a great indie game called God of War. <laughs> I don't think it's considered indie if if the first party. Supports it. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, if you ask us on, uh, you know, every other week we could give you a rundown on probably a half dozen different indie games that have come out that that peaked on our radars. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. 
The other question that we had going for Memorial Day, because we record this on Mondays for those who don't know. Yeah. What is your favorite captain in games, books, movies, shows, etc.? Go ahead, LJ. Um, one of them, like, there was, there was a lot of easy answers I could pull from, but actually I, I did just bring up the SteamWorld games. Uh, one of my favorites uh, in the indie scene is probably Captain Piper from SteamWorld Heist. Uh, what's cool okay. about what's cool about that character is like they were like they're um, they're space pirates. That's what the game's all about. Yeah. Um, but what I like is uh, this captain. You know, she gets her her ship stolen and has to like rebuild a crew. But what's cool is like she's almost like rather than being like a like doing evil still like she decides okay well it's time to survive rather than that rather than keep stealing. Uh, so what's kind of neat is like. She has to like make amends uh, with like there. One of the first examples is like there's like a shopkeeper, or at like a bar or something. Like there's people she has to go and talk to and be like, hey, like I know I've done wrong to you, but I need your help or whatever. Um, so I really liked that aspect of that character, and so it's really cool. You building up a ragtag team of like space pirate robots, and yeah, I, I really liked that dynamic for that character. Assembling the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was cool. cool. It was a very redemptive. Yeah. yeah, so that's it for me. What about you, Cody? What about you, Joe? Oh, uh, does Cap P count? Cappy from uh, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want the name Cap P. <laughs> <laughs> he runs. He runs a ship, so I feel like maybe that would consider him a. a oh, captain. maybe. He has his own huh. ship. He I, does turn into a captain's hat. Yeah. It would. Yeah. It would be either that or probably Captain Mel from Firefly. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to say Jack Sparrow, but I really don't know if that's an actual... I can't say he's my favorite. He's just one of the like ones that pops into my head the fastest. Yeah. See, that's what, that's what I was kind of like... That's where I kind of struggled with the question a little bit, because it's like... I know it's like the the whole motivation for the question is Memorial Day. So I was trying to think of like military captains. Right. Captain like Toad. <laughs> Captain Toad's not a bad one. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. of... Um, I don't know if he was captain or commander, but uh, I think it was Keys from Halo. Uh, captain Keys. Huh. Okay. Uh, I think captain I don't know America. if they called him commander or if he, they called him captain or not, but that was one of the characters I thought of. Yeah. I feel like the right answer has to be Captain America. Uh, I've got Memorial a couple. Day. Captain Skyhawk. What is that? <laughs> that he 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 flew a plane in the 1980s <laughs> in the NES. In the 1980s. On the NES. Yep. Yeah, it was an NES game up. called Captain Skyhawk. I looked up images, and it looks like Star Fox, if made by a four-year-old on MS Paint. <laughs> Star Fox <laughs> wouldn't exist to be a burning pile of poo-poo if it wasn't for Captain Skyhawk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need a Captain Skyhawk remake. Maybe. <laughs> I That's what they should do. Forget Star Fox. Star Fox is dying. Like is this whole wise. conversation is so sad. <laughs> I'm also surprised Cody didn't choose a Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon's the other one I was gonna say. Maybe oh, Shelly. Maybe maybe Shelly would have picked Captain Falcon. <laughs> Falcon Punch. Would you buy Joe if they made a Captain Skyhawk Switch game, completely like brand new AAA title? Would you Would you play it? Would you? Buy I would it? definitely check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I I spend money on it, yeah. If Star Fox <laughs> and Captain Skyhawk were in a a plane 
competition of some sort, <laughs> who would win? I, I guess that depends on the situation. Okay, fair I enough. I mean, Star Fox is, is supposed involved? to be able to go into space. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I guess Star Fox is better. No. I want Star <laughs> Fox to be days. better. Yeah. Star, Star Fox's developers hate it, though. Didn't we talk about some kind of racing game that they're doing? Yes. Star Fox Grand Prix. Yes. Yeah. Why? Or that's that's the because they can't title, make a shooting game. <laughs> so it's not even a racing game, from what I hear. It's like a flying game, but it's like you have to work to like defeat a boss or whatever. Like it sounds like almost like a competitive racing game, if that's a thing. Which sounds kind of weird. That does sound like, weird. Like well, racing is competitive co-op. I mean, like but you're like, like a, shooting things down as you're going. It's like a co-op competitive. It's weird. Like I don't know, but that's no. surprise, surprise. Something else from the Star Fox developers that I don't want. Yep, <laughs> I'm super bitter about the last Star Fox game that they released on Wii U. By the way, if people can't tell, <laughs> it looks good. I like the game. I game actually, uh, I like the Adventures. 64 game. I love the 64 game. The, I, Everybody does. Yeah, uh, they've not made a good Star Fox game since 64, I guess. <laughs> I was at a gaming cafe, and they had it, and I was going to try to beat it, because you can beat that game in, like, an hour. Yeah. It's but tough. That's all we want. We just want a good Star Fox game. Why do they a new have one. to... The Wii U version of that was such hot trash. Why do I have to use <laughs> the Wii controller, little gamepad, motion controls, to control stuff... <laughs> Just let me use the two sticks. I just want to use the two <laughs> sticks. And they forced you to use that little thing to be able to see. Like they forced it into a first-person perspective and obscured your vision up on the big screen. I hate so that game. Skyhawk was your favorite captain. Joe was Captain Soapbox oh, captain right now. Skyhawk was cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look what you did, Celeste. <laughs> she didn't do it. It's Nintendo's fault. <laughs> he made Joe angry. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Thank you guys so much for asking questions. You can do so by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter. Yeah. We love, love getting questions from you to answer. It's our favorite we part do. of the it's show. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And are, are we geeking out about anyone else geeking out about anything else this week? Um, real quick, I posted it everywhere I could, but um, I, a few weeks ago I talked about my appearance on the Retro Rewind podcast. That episode yeah. is out now. If you guys want to check that out, I actually made it through that episode because I had I was sick with allergies that week. Uh. I just happened to be like that day. So, but it was a good fun episode, and Francisco and Paul are some awesome hosts, and I encourage you guys to check it out. Cool. Yeah, how about you, Joe? I have nothing else. GG. Cool. Staying busy with GG. Yeah. Center Grace is cooking up some good stuff. Yep. I wrote two reviews on my holiday off. So Nice. Joe's done just Geek Center Grace work. Again, unpaid completely. All day. I, I took a break to get food and mow my lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll end the show there. We love you guys. We do this every Wednesday. Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And LJ. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at WarHeroLJ, which is also my screen name. So if you want to add me on Xbox or Steam, then that's cool. And you can find me at Cody Armor on the Twitters. In closing, keep gaming, keep praying, and
God bless. Peace. Peace out.